0: Maddie had passed and it was in the weeks of her passing, um, I was actually not able to sleep. It was in the middle of the night. And I remember I was on the couch and I was crying and journaling and just trying to work through all of those emotions that, um, are just really suffocating when you lose a child. And, um, It was an experience that I will never forget. It was the most clearest and most thought out idea that I have ever had. And there was absolutely no question that I wasn't going to do this. Um, I was literally in the middle of journaling um, and this entire business idea, including the name of the business, just came to me. And I can only think that that was absolutely a message from God because I have never experienced anything so clear cut like that in my life, especially in such a dark moment of my life.
1: I'm Heidi Marinell, and I'm on a mission to spotlight incredible female owned small businesses who've conquered the business world on their terms. Together, we're diving into the stories of real, relatable women who've turned their passions into thriving businesses. I'm a small-town mom with a passion to break free from the ordinary and provide you with new, specific, and downright revolutionary business ideas. I'm interviewing women who've dared to dream differently and have turned their passions into profit. The best news, they've got fresh ideas that can ignite your passion and creativity. No more vague top 10 lists of business ideas that lead nowhere. I believe in dreams with real substance, and I want to provide you with inspiration that leaves you thinking, I can do this too. Whether you're itching to start your own venture or craving a fresh twist on your existing business, your go-to source for inspiration is here. Welcome to Her Business Rocks. Hello, everyone. We have something so special for you today. This interview is a gift, and I know it's going to inspire you in huge ways. I am here today with Libby Rankin, owner of Platters with Purpose. Platters with Purpose is more than just beautiful and creative charcuterie boards for parties and events. If it's okay with you, Libby, I want to start this interview by sharing some info from your website that I think is going to give our listeners a clear picture of who you are and why you started this business. Libby writes, Platters with Purpose was created in memory of my daughter, Maddie. She passed away on November 12th, 2020, and is forever 12 years old. She spent six years of her life fighting childhood cancer and was the bravest and mightiest warrior. She loved dancing, swimming, and art, but most of all, she loved cooking and dreamed of owning her own restaurant one day. Charcuterie was her jam, and you could always find her with a snack plate of some kind. We spent so many hours in the kitchen together cooking and scouring over new recipes. We miss her more every day. We have two other amazing kiddos who miss their sister dearly and are also lovers of the cutie boxes. My husband Mac is the main man around here, and he helps do all the mathematical calculations and sets up a pretty mean box assembly line. This business is very personal to us, and we pour every ounce of our heart into it. Thank you so much for being here with us today, Libby. I have been looking forward to this interview since the moment you said yes to being on the podcast, so thanks for joining me.
0: Yeah, thank you for asking me. It was really it was really an honor.
1: As I read a minute ago, we know some of the backstory to why you started Platters with Purpose, but if you can... Tell us about when it was you decided this was how you were going to honor Maddie.
0: So I've actually been asked that question um, a lot of times over the years, and it's a little bit of emotion. It's an emotional answer. Um, so Maddie had passed, and it was in the weeks of her passing, um, I was actually not able to sleep. It was in the middle of the night. And I remember I was on the couch and I was crying and journaling and just trying to work through all of those emotions that um, are just really suffocating when you lose a child. And um, it was an experience that I will never forget. It was the most clearest and most thought out idea that I have ever had. And there was absolutely no question that I wasn't going to do this. Um, I was literally in the middle of journaling. um, And this entire business idea, including the name of the business, just came to me. And I can only think that that was absolutely a message from God because I have never experienced anything so clear cut like that in my life especially in such a dark moment of my life. And I knew from that moment that this is what we were going to do in that with the profit and proceeds that we make with the business, we were going to in turn donate that money back to pediatric cancer research. And I remember I went in in the middle of the night and I woke my husband up and I said... I'm going to start a business selling charcuterie. And he was like, Oh, okay. And didn't really say much more about it. And I didn't mention it again. And a couple of weeks had went by and I could not stop thinking about it. Like it was consuming every moment of my brain capacity. And I said to him again, I'm going to start a business selling charcuterie. I'm going to call it platters with purpose. And the purpose behind our platter is going to be we are still actively going to fight for these other families that have children with cancer in a hope that they never have to experience what we've experienced. And I think at that moment is when he realized I was serious and that this wasn't just like, oh, a, a cool idea, something that might be fun to do. Um And from that moment is when we really put the wheels in motion to get this started.
1: Wow, that's an amazing story. And you can't help but know that it's from God when it's something that big and and amazing in the middle of the night. Absolutely. Yeah. So, your business, besides providing income for your family, tell us how you give back. Um, and are continuing to honor Maddie with those profits. Talk a little bit more about that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. This is my favorite thing to talk about um, with the business. Um, Like I mentioned, um, the purpose behind our platters is being able to still spread awareness and not only spreading awareness, but also be able to financially support organizations who are so active in the pediatric cancer world. So we have a couple of nonprofit organizations that we work very closely with. Um, Unravel is a nonprofit organization that provides funding for pediatric cancer research. And then the Mighty Maddie Foundation, which is a nonprofit foundation that my husband and I started, Um, in addition to Platters, after Maddie passed, is um, a foundation that financially helps support families who have children currently in cancer treatment. So whether that means we are helping pay for medications or maybe a travel expense, or maybe the parents are just off of work and they need help with um, mortgages or groceries, those are the types of financial um, aid that we can provide to those families as well. Um, in, in addition to that, we are also very fully invested in our local hospitals child life program, because that is all 100% funded by donations, um, as well as giving back through Make-A-Wish as well. So we have been able to really impact, I would say, a lot of organizations directly impacting local families right here in um, our
1: that's fantastic. Do you normally work one-on-one with the families? Do you hear about a local family that that needs the support, or do you give to an organization that then decides where it goes?
0: Um, both. Um, I definitely think it's both. It's depending dependent on which organization it is. So um, Unravel, which is our um, main recipient, they um fund research so the money that we donate and the money that that organization brings in is able to um fund specific researchers who are um doing research for specific whatever that whatever their specific um treatment is that they're looking for whether that be like a solid mass tumor or maybe it's a blood cancer whatever that researcher is trying to um find you know breakthroughs for Now, if we're talking about the Mighty Maddie Foundation, that would be where um, a family could apply for assistance, or we also have an option where somebody could nominate a family who may be in need of assistance. Um, And we also work very closely with our local hospital's childhood cancer clinic as well. So their social workers um, know about our foundation and can also provide materials to patients who may not know about the foundation and how they can um, use us as a resource for that as well. So it's like you said, it's a little bit of both, just depending on which um, organization it is. Sure.
1: Well, that's great. You can impact so many people in different ways, just depending on where the need is. Mm -hmm. Okay. So Maddie always loved having a snack plate. So that leads, I see where the charcuterie board idea came from. That is the biggest, best snack plate ever. So tell us about some of the different platters and boxes that people can, can choose. I know on your website, you have some certain ones people can order, but Mm -hmm. then for events, how do people decide what they want?
0: Well, it's really going to be dependent on size and how many people you're wanting to serve. We have on our website, anywhere from individual portions up to um, platters that would serve roughly 15, maybe 20 people. Um, But that's about as big as I can get as far as being able to make it to go. So if we're talking about, you know, bigger events, bigger scales, whether that's a corporate event or a wedding or baby shower or whatever, um, that would be something where I would come to the venue and actually set up a spread of whatever size we needed for that. For that group of people.
1: Okay, and you do, um, I know you have some sweet boxes. How do you decide what's gonna go in a box or or in a spread?
0: Um, well, some of it is really just based on availability of the season um and what's available in um in the stores. And so we do have some sweet boxes. Um, we have some brunch boxes. Um, and then just your typical, um, just your typical regular charcuterie boxes. And we do also offer, um, dietary, um, specific boxes. If you have like a gluten allergy or a nut allergy, um, we are able to accommodate those as well.
1: Is this a full-time business for you? Like how busy have you become with this or how many orders would you say you have in a month?
0: Uh, that's really subjective to the month. Um, this definitely is full-time. I do, however, also work a full-time job as well. Um, but I feel very, very blessed that this has become, um, very much full-time as well. So depending on the month, um, you know, I think it would be anywhere between, gosh, I don't know between events and actual like box orders you know it could be anywhere from 10 to 15 to over 30 depending on you know if it's a holiday month we would definitely have a lot more um, boxes and stuff going out. but um, at the beginning of this year, I actually um, made a decision that I really wanted to grow the catering side of this business where we do the bigger events. Um, not that we're not still doing the small box orders. We absolutely are, but I really wanted to grow the other side of the business. Um, and I am very happy to say that that actually has absolutely taken off this year. And we have at this point in September already doubled what we did last year, as far as the amount of event caterings. Um, and we're still booked, you know, lots on the books for the rest of the year as well. So. We're definitely keeping busy, which is such a beautiful blessing.
1: That is. And do you stay there the whole time um, replenishing or is it like you set it out and when it's gone, it's gone?
0: Um, A little bit of both, depending on the size of the event. Um, When I I never actually come back out to replenish, um, but I will come out to maybe kind of like consolidate, tidy up. Um, take away any of like the empty containers or the bowls and stuff like that. Um, If it's a smaller event, um, maybe say it's just like 20, 25 people, I'll usually just set that up and then leave because everything that I've provided on that table is just disposable so they can clean up um, afterwards.
1: Good. So I imagine a lot of these events happen on the weekends. So how I did not know that you worked another full-time business, full-time job. So how, how do you do it all? How do you get it done? You have two other kids. Do your kids go with you and help you? Where do you find the time?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Where do I find the time? That is the golden question, right? Where does anybody find the time? Um, We just make it happen. We really do. My husband is incredible in supporting that aspect of the business and knowing that if we have events on the weekends, he's going to stay back with the kids and make sure they get to wherever they need to go and manage that aspect of our life. So it really is a t- it is teamwork. It's a team effort to be able to split those responsibilities up. Um, and I'm like I said so very grateful and blessed that I have somebody who is so supportive in that aspect. Um, and then I do also have, um, one employee that, um, for my catering events, I do, um, hire her to come along with. So I have another set of hands, um, in the beginning I did not, and it was just me. And it took me a little while to admit to myself that I am going to need some help, especially as the business grew and the size of the caterings were getting bigger it was just no no longer feasible for me to manage that um, on my own, which is my own two hands. So I do have an employee that helps prep and helps set up in, um, those types of things with
1: me. So let's say it's an event of 200 people. What's an estimate? How long does it take you to set up a, a table, a full spread for 200 people?
0: A full spread for 200 people, um, not including the shopping time and the prep beforehand, um, we're going to estimate that about two and a half hours start to finish. And that's going to leave us with like cleaned up walk away before the event, before the event starts. I usually try to give like a 20 minute window to be cleaned up and get out before the event is supposed to start. Um, just so that when the guests arrive, it's just all set up and beautiful and ready to go. But it can, it can definitely be Um, a time-consuming process but very much worth it we focus a lot on the little details making sure that there's extra florals tucked into any maybe a little bare spot that would be seen and just really giving those extra touches I feel like it really what is what elevates those spreads and really makes them extra beautiful
1: so do you bring florals and things like that along with you as well
0: I do. So my pricing does include everything. It includes um the food, the setup, the teardown, um, use of my bowls or stands or any sort of props that we would need, plates, forks, and then all of the florals and greeneries that goes along with it. So there's no there's no hidden surprises um as far as cost goes. Um, you know, my pricing does include everything. So I feel like people have a really good idea of what they're going to get for their event.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. So this is very much a work of art. How did you learn how to display the food so beautifully? Was it just trial and error? Or did you did you find things? Did you just look on Pinterest? I mean, tell us <laughs> how, how you figured out how you wanted to look.
0: Um, gosh, I don't know if you can tell. I'm <laughs> a blushing a little bit only because um, I have come such a long way. <laughs> <laughs> Since the beginning, um, very much practice and trial and error. Um, I look back sometimes at some of those first, um, big table spreads that I did and i I cringe a little bit like, Oh, you know, I walked away from that feeling so proud. And now looking back, I was like, Oh my gosh, you know, I didn't know what I didn't know type of thing. Um, but in the moment, you know, the guests loved it and everybody was happy And I loved it. And I, I think that that's a really important, um, part of growing is being able to look back and see really how far you've come. Um, but to answer your question, honestly, just practice. Um, there's been times when I've started setting up a table and, I just wasn't feeling it and I had to pull stuff off and rearrange and go a different direction. And that happens sometimes. Like sometimes you just aren't able to execute on the vision in your head. Um, It doesn't happen very often, but every once in a while, you do have to just change gears Um, and then it works out and it's beautiful and it's great. Um, And it's everything that you would have thought that it would be, but really, like I said, uh, just practice.
1: I love your point that looking back, you're just shocked about how you put that out there. But I think that's the way it is for a lot of people. And, and that can be one of the biggest hangups in starting anything is feeling like, I don't know how to make it perfect from the get-go. And so I love that you in this business that is such a, an art form with food. You don't have to have experience. You you learned and you just started. I love that. I think that's great encouragement for anyone who is interested in, in any kind of business.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, really, you know, when you are looking at something online or on social media, you know, I mean, they always say, like, don't believe what you see. You only see a small snippet of it. And that is so very true with everything, even when it comes to food, you know. Um, but I think the most fulfilling thing for me is, you know, like you mentioned, is being able to look back and say, wow, like, look how far I've come, look at my growth. And that's, what's exciting, you know? And I would just encourage people that if, you know, they are thinking of starting a business, um, make sure you go back to the beginning too. Make sure you go back to where somebody started because people don't don't start, you know, with five stars out of the gate always. A lot of times there are some mishaps and some mess-ups and a lot of learning opportunities um, that lead into that as well. And that's what makes the process, in my opinion, really so beautiful is that just the self growth that you can do in any, anything like this.
1: Yeah. It's very much that principle of don't compare your start to someone else's middle. I've heard that so many times in business and it's so true, but it's easy to look out there on social media and see what they're doing right now. And oh my gosh, they're so much better than me, but they've been doing it for a while, you know, so you have to keep that in mind. So great point. Okay, I know you love to support local businesses as well and you do that through some of your sourcing. Tell us about um where you where you get your items for your boards.
0: Yeah, so um I love to support local. Um I think small businesses are the heart of this country and um, I think oftentimes they're so overlooked and they are just so incredible and important to our communities. Um, so for example, um, we actually um, have our own honeybee hives um, in our backyard. And my father-in-law has um, a, his own like honey farm. And so all of the honey that we use and our honeycomb that we use in our boxes are all right here local um, to us like I said, literally um, in our backyard. So, um, and then another thing too, is that um, I just rebranded at the um, beginning of the year, which is when I had mentioned earlier about wanting to be able to expand the catering side of that. I really needed to be able to have a website that was able to showcase that. So we used a local um, graphic design company right here in our town to be able to build our website, um, redo business cards for us. We also um, source all of our stickers and business card printings right here through a local printer um, in our town. Um, What else do we do? Let's see. Um, Oh, my boxes and packaging and stuff. While not local to our community is local to Iowa. They are a small family-owned business um, over in eastern Iowa. So I source all of my um, packaging and stuff through them. And then another really cool thing is, is the actual um, palm leaf platters that I use, as well as uh, my bowls. Those are um, not sourced here locally, but those are a um, small business who um, employs women to make those. So that is a woman-run business, um, and they're all 100% um, natural palm leaves, biodegradable, compostable, zero waste. So I really think it's important to not only support local, but try to do what's best for our environment at the same time. Just doing all of those little things that you can, um, to me, makes a difference um, in what's important to me and you know what we stand for as a business.
1: Yeah, I love all those different ways you're supporting businesses locally and in the state and, and supporting other women being able to help them make an income for their families, too. Mm-hmm. That's great. Okay, so you got this idea in the middle of the night, and then you started the next day. <laughs> <Just> like- <laughs> I mean, close. <laughs> close. So... I know there was some prep work involved. What type of certifications and things did you have to do to be able to have a business like this? Like, do you have to have yeah. special kitchen equipment or tell us about the logistics of just getting something like this going?
0: Great question. And the most non-fun part of owning a business, right? All of all of the um, hoops and red tape and all the stuff you have to jump through. Um... Yes. So that was a learning process as well. Um, Thankfully, we have a really great um, uh, person that we work with, with the Iowa Department of Inspection and and Appeals, um, who was really able to help us walk through all of the necessary licensing. So we actually hold two licenses. Um, We have a mobile food unit, like a mobile food truck trailer unit as well. So we are commercially licensed through um, our mobile food trailer. And then we also hold another license um, to be able to work out of our home. And that licensing actually just changed at the beginning of this year um, and is able and allows us to be able to do more things out of our home than we were previously. So we hold the um, commercial license out of our food trailer. And then we also have another license, which is called a home food processing establishment license um, that covers our in-home licensing as well. And then there's a third certification that you have to have called a serve safe certification. And that is just making sure that you have completed the required um, course to be able to handle food properly um, and make sure that what you're doing is safe and um, your food is at safe temperatures. You know, for foodborne illnesses and all of that um, really important stuff.
1: Is there a limit on how long a a board can be out? Like, what if you're setting up for a wedding reception at snacks for later? Mm-hmm. Is there a certain time where, mm-hmm. I- if you leave, you have to tell them put it away at this point, or how do you? Is that once you leave, it's out of your hands?
0: Um, You know, there's a lot of technicalities in there, but we try to use a two-hour window, um, making sure that things are not um, sitting out for longer than two hours. Um, Just to make sure things are, you know, always on the safe side. Um, But anything after that is up to, you know, your own discretion, I guess, if you feel that you want to utilize them after that.
1: Sure. Sure. Makes sense. Mm -hmm. Okay. Tell us what's next for your business. Do you have anything you're looking forward to in the future or any big dreams and goals from here?
0: Um, gosh, yes, I do have some, you know, things in my back pocket that I would love to pull out sometime. Um, last year I toyed with the idea of potentially opening a retail, um, commercial space. And it just, it didn't quite work out. It didn't feel like it was quite the right time for just a couple of different reasons. So that's still in my back pocket of something I would love to do at some point, be able to offer our community another place um, to eat and that type of stuff. I think I would offer things um, more than just charcuterie. I would offer other food items as well. But I think my closest, um, most attainable, I think, goal that i'm working towards is to get an additional licensed commercial kitchen because what i would really love to do um is expand on the catering side even more and be able to offer um, other foods than just charcuterie um and you know maybe hot foods i'm not sure yet exactly how that might work out but that's really what, um, where my passion is, is to be able to offer, um, foods on a larger scale for those big events. Um, so we'll see, we'll see what comes of it. Nothing yet. We're still, you know, we're still just kind of tossing those ideas around.
1: Sure. But that's very exciting for that, for that growth and Mm -hmm. continuing to lean into your passions while making a difference. So can't wait to see what happens with that. Okay. Yeah. Before we go, tell us where we can find you, um, Instagram, your website, give us all of that information.
0: Yes, I am on Instagram platters with purpose also on Facebook platters with purpose. And you can also find us on our website platters with purpose.com.
1: Yeah. And you guys, you are going to want to go look at her, her Instagram feed is just beautiful. Just seeing, I know it's just food but man there is something different when it is laid out so beautifully it just it's amazing so it's a true work of art so I encourage you to go take a look thank you so much for being here with us Libby I feel like we could spend all day sitting here talking um, but it's been an honor for me to share your business and the heart behind it and be able to share about Maddie with our listeners so Friends, if you're interested in supporting Libby and Platters with Purpose, you can follow her on Instagram at Platters with Purpose, or you can visit her at her website, which she shared with you. It's platterswithpurpose.com. If you live in the Indianola, Iowa area, and you're interested in having a beautiful board or platter at your next event, we would love to have you support the Rankin family. This is what this podcast is all about. So we just love sharing. Um, small businesses owned by females, and we want to support them and also inspire you if this is something you're interested in starting as a business in your area. For more details and highlights from this interview with Libby, you can check out our show notes at herbusinessrocks.com. We'll have links to everything mentioned here today and plenty of pictures, so go there to check it all out. If you'd like to hear our bonus episode with Libby, you can subscribe to our Patreon account, where we have our library stocked with bonus episodes from all of our guests. Again, you can find all the information at HerBusinessRocks.com. That's it for today. We look forward to seeing you back here next week for our next episode of Her Business Rocks. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to Her Business Rocks. Be sure to visit HerBusinessRocks.com to get bonus content, show notes, and to sign up for our weekly newsletter. And if you enjoy this podcast, we'd love for you to subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes. As always, we appreciate your support and we'll see you next time for more Her Business Rocks.